1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do ADHD medications doom you long-term? ADHD medication is the first line of treatment for ADHD. But is it harmful? I discussed the short-term effects and limited research on the long-term effects. Remember, medication is an individual journey, so be sure to speak to your individual psychiatrist or doctor. Let's get into it. If you love today's episode, please hit the follow and the like button and make sure you rate the podcast so we can share more mental health awareness around the world. Time to get into it with your resident psychologist, Stephanie Giorgio. Now, this question came from someone online who asked me, are dexamphetamines, safe for women with ADHD to take long-term. Now, when I was doing my research on this topic, there was very little information and longitudinal research on this. What I found was more anecdotal or focused on short-term side effects. And I also gathered when you ask a psychiatrist about the long-term side effects, there was a general consensus where it was relatively safe or psychiatrists reassure you that, yep, should be fine, but when I took a deep dive, I found a lot more I feel we need to unpack. But first, let's get into it. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is a neurodevelopmental disorder that often persists into adulthood and involves a pattern of inattention and or hyperactivity impulsivity that interferes with people's functioning. So basically people struggle to put their attention in one place or their attention is hyper fixated, which means they can spend hours doing one thing and not losing sight. So there are a lot of positives of ADHD and it can come in handy for a lot of people. Now, a lot of people are being diagnosed and I found out the mean age at the time of diagnosis for both men and women is 32.7 years. Although women are increasingly being identified as having ADHD, but the fact that women are not identified appropriately in the diagnostic process means they're actually less likely to receive pharmacological treatment. So what that means is women present differently to men when it comes to diagnosing ADHD, and because their symptoms may be more subtle or may present different, less hyperactive they're denied medication and it's usually kind of offsided to anxiety or another type of mood disorder, depression. But what actually happens when you're on medication and how does it work? So basically ADHD medication comes under this big umbrella term called dextroamphetamine is a class of medications called central nervous system stimulants. So basically, they stimulate the frontal lobe. So what happens in ADHD is it's almost like the person has shiny object syndrome. They see one thing and they're like, "Ooh, what's that thing over there? And oh, while I'm getting that thing, I'll put the laundry on. But then when I'm in the laundry, I see my shoes and then I decide to do my shoelaces and you can't keep your attention focused. So what the medication does is it stimulates the frontal lobe and it quietens the frontal lobe and it says, shh. Just focus on one thing at a time. Now, to go a little bit deeper, pharmacotherapy is effective in reducing the core ADHD symptoms. It improves daily functioning, and it actually has a positive impact on self-esteem, both in the short term and long term, which ultimately, as you can imagine, improves someone's life. Now, the medication comes in two categories, stimulants and stimulant-like medication. Now, with respect to the adverse effects of it, the findings are really inconsistent and often inconclusive because it's hard to know if people on the medication are exercising, if they're eating a good diet, if they're getting enough sleep. So I want you to know that even if the research out there suggests a certain trend or a result, know that your experience may be very different depending on the other lifestyles in your life. Now, The stimulants include non-amphetamines, which is methylphenidate, dexmethylphenidate, amphetamines, and mixed amphetamine salts and arousal agents. Usually, it's most commonly taken orally, either in the pill or in a liquid. um, And it's either prescribed short-acting or long-acting, depending on the impairment or the day to date functioning that the person goes through. So for example, people who take the long acting one, they may take it in the morning and it lasts 12 hours. It's kind of like Cinderella when she went to the ball at midnight, everything wore off and she turned into a pumpkin. Now I'm not saying you're a pumpkin, but the medication does wear off. Now the stimulants are really commonly known as Ritalin or Adderall or Vyvanse. And then this stimulant-like medication, it acts like stimulants, but it is slower acting, and they usually will prescribe these to people who've had a history of addiction. Because let me tell you what, if you have had a drug addiction, any type of addiction, which a lot of people do because they're self-medicating ADHD, a psychiatrist is not going to prescribe you dexamphetamines unless you're over that addiction or whatever it may be. Now, what's different about ADHD medication that many people don't know is like Cinderella, you can take it at any time. It's not like an antidepressant that you have to take regularly, and if you don't, you notice a significant decline in your mood. ADHD medication can be taken when you need it, and I've heard a lot of people who take it on you know days they have really important meetings or they really need to be switched on or they have to focus, whereas if they've got a day off they don't have much on, they will not take it. Now, behaviorally, studies have shown enhanced alertness as well as reduced antisocial behaviors and impulsivity. So people find that they're less impulsive on it. They're more able to think clearly because, again, the drug stimulates the frontal lobe. Now, the frontal lobe is a part of your brain that develops when you're 25 and it's responsible for your logical reasoning, your decision making, your memory, regulating your emotions, your cognition, your executive functioning your attention. So when you have that medication, all of that functions better. It's almost as though people without ADHD who have coffee, you feel you're more able to focus or if you have caffeine, that's sort of what it feels like. But people with ADHD don't necessarily get the buzz or the high that people without ADHD would get. Even though stimulants are generally effective in most patients with ADHD, non-stimulant medication, which I spoke about before, is often prescribed because approximately 25 to 30% of people uh, don't find their symptoms are controlled adequately by stimulant therapy. So it's important to find what works for you. So what are the side effects? Again, in my research, I found very varying side effects. And again, different doses are required for different people. And this can take time to figure out. Now, the symptoms vary from increased sleep onset, latency, increased blood pressure, interference with growth, height, and weight, to cardiac problems, increase in heart rate, and association with tics and Tourette syndrome. Only in recent years, the medical sciences have become increasingly aware of the impact on the effects of pharmacotherapy in general. What they found is females in particular are increasingly seen as a risk factor For clinically relevant adverse drug reactions. So ADRS stands for adverse drug reactions with women having 1.5 to 1.7 times higher risk of developing an adverse drug reaction to any type of medication. So it's not just ADHD medication. Women are just more prone to having potential reactions to any medication in general. The reason for this, they don't really know, but they think it could be pharmacokinetic, which is basically how drugs are metabolized in the system, immunobiological and hormonal factors as well. Also, women are known to have a leaner body mass apparently, and that can affect it too. So what are some of the side effects of ADHD medication? Some of the shorter term side effects include dry mouth, relentless thirst, burning tongue, reduced appetite, food passing straight through you, weight loss, headache, dry mouth, I said that, unpleasant taste, constipation, and changes in your sex drive. Now, this is something I am concerned about, is many women who have ADHD go on this medication and struggle to eat because it does reduce your appetite. Now, for people with eating disorders, this can be problematic But it has been known to help people reduce binge eating, which is a massive co-occurrence, especially for women with ADHD, because women with ADHD, they're constantly trying to manage their dopamine levels or regulate their emotions, and food usually is an option. In terms of the long-term side effects, to be honest, I could not find a lot. But what I did find was people who had side effects, they learned to manage their medication in a way that felt a little bit more effective, so using it only when they really needed it. But weighing up, is it really worth potential long side effects for the gain that it gives me in the moment? Now, what's the link between medication and hormones? This was really interesting because women with ADHD are far more likely to suffer with PMT, premenstrual tension, which is a condition occurring before and during a menstrual period, which is characterized by a multitude of physical and psychological complaints. The symptoms include moodiness, depression, abdominal cramps and bloating, headaches, breast tenderness, muscular aches, and fatigue. So what they found is if you have ADHD, poor women, you're more likely to have adverse effects whilst you're on your menstrual cycle. One lady said that... When she was on the medication around the time of her cycle, she would stop taking it on the worst days of her cycle, but she couldn't get any work done at all. And she just kind of sat with that and allowed that. So I think it's a really important balance. If you have ADHD and you want to have days without medication, there may be times where you just need to accept, I'm not going to be productive today. And that's okay. And just sit with that and accept that. In summary, medication is an individual process and about finding what works for you. I read numerous blogs and I've spoken to so many people, and there's no one consensus when it comes to medication. What I have learned is that medication doesn't have to be taken daily and you can limit it if you're concerned to the days you really need it. The question to ask yourself is if medication is improving my life on a day to day basis, would I give it up and struggle in the present? For a potential future side effect. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave a rating and a follow, screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me. Let me know your thoughts on the topic. I always love to hear your feedback and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science?